everybody, and welcome to Bezel Banter, a podcast that covers different topics, including travel, various gear, and of course, watches. I'm Leslie. And I'm Ernesto. And today we're talking about our favorite watches under $5,000. Yeah, but, but you know what? Before we get started, why don't we take a second and do a wristwatch check? Leslie, what are you wearing today? Yes, today I'm wearing my Tudor Black Bay 58. It's the reference 79030B for bleu or blue. Um, and it's, um, yeah, one of the latest, the, the letter, latest that Tudor released. It's an absolutely fantastic watch. That's what a about ni- you? That's a nice diver right there. I am wearing a Grand Seiko, the SBGM221, which is the GMT and that kind of like a eight crew color dial. And I'm sporting that on a leather strap today. Oh, nice, nice. Which uh, leather strap? Is it the uh, original one or? No, this is a different one. I think I, I picked it up from Hodinkee, um, plugged to Hodinkee, but uh, no, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a very comfortable strap and, you know, it's, nice, I love, nice. I love this GMT. It's a great watch. Oh, it is. It's so beautiful with that finish and that, that polish. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Cool. Well, we, we're talking today about five of our favorite watches under $5,000. And um, these watches are, when we look at price, we look at it being uh, the manufacturer's suggested retail price. So we're not looking at gently used or pre-owned. Um, and so that's how we're basing our $5,000 price point mark. So Leslie, if you want to get started... Mm-hmm. What's your thanks number one? The, yeah, thanks for the clarification. Indeed, it's based on the uh, retail price, um, brand new, what you would find in store. No problem. Um, so yes, my first, um, my first one is the one that I'm wearing on my wrist. It's the Black Bay 58. We do have a love for Black Bay and for Tudor. I mean, we're not endorsed in any way, shape, or form, but they really know how to make watches and that price point. Uh, on the steel bracelet, it's 3700 And on either the leather or the NATO, it's 3375 If you get the chance to pick it up on the bracelet, again, just do it. Uh, the bracelet is absolutely amazing. It's comfortable. It's the riveted bracelet. And it's just simply beautiful, uh, either in black or in blue. I already have a black, black bay, so for me, it made more sense to get it with the blue the blue dial and the blue bezel. Um, it has that new in-house, uh, I mean, new, new movement 270 hour power reserve. Mm-hmm. Mine only had, uh, it, yeah, it was it was the ETS, so it was a, a different movement. But that color, they picked it so, so well. Um, that blue has a little bit of gray in it. Um, I heard that the steel was different than the steel. The color of the steel, at least, was different than on the Black Bay, uh, the 58 with the black dial. I didn't get a chance to compare them side by side. I've asked uh, the rep and she didn't know about it uh, or she was like, no, it's the same steel. But we, there's a lot of rumors that that steel is a little different. Yeah, I've heard that as well too in, in to the effect where the original, the OG, the black dial has like a darker colored stainless steel bracelet on it and the case is a little bit darker too than the newly launched blue. And I think from my understanding, um, the steel on that's a little bit lighter, but um, such as yourself, I haven't had a chance to look at both uh, on the metal as well. So 
Um, I know. Yeah, when right? when we uh, will meet, we'll make sure to bring ours and we'll compare them side by side. That sounds like a great idea. I love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know who... But they even did a test. They removed the bracelet and uh, they put the bracelet of the black dial on the bracelet, on, on the case of the blue dial and vice versa. And they were saying that they really noticed that there's a difference in the color. Uh, so I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that would be a fun experiment to, uh, to do for sure. Well, you know, at the time, like you mentioned, at the time when social distancing isn't as focused as it is right now, and we get a chance to get together, I'm bringing yeah. my Tudor yeah. Black Bay. Definitely. So mm-hmm. cool. That yep. sounds good. Yeah. So well, what about yours? Well, for my first one, it's also another tutor, another Black Bay, Yay. but this time it's a GMT, and and I swear we're not we're not being promoted. Or, <laughs> there's no sponsorship yet. Uh, who no. knows, right? With Tudor, but you know, again, as Leslie mentioned, they make some great watches, and so the one that I. Uh, the one that I like for my first choice is the GMT. As many of you guys know, I travel, so a GMT complication makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, this one is reference M79830RB-0001. And uh, this is in the 41 millimeter steel case with that polish and satin finish. And it's got that, that matte burgundy and blue uh, anodized aluminum bezel. And it's just, it's, it's almost a, like an homage or a remembrance of the GMT Pepsi from Rolex. And it was uh, Tudor's take on that. And, and, you know, this one, differently than the Rolex, has a 200 meter water resistance with a 70 hour power reserve. And so that's, that's a pretty amazing, robust watch. And you guys know, I enjoy those watches that you can beat them up and, and really use as tool watches. And similarly to the Black Bay 58, this one is also on a riveted bracelet. So just a little bit larger case than the 58, but, uh, you know, with the complication that it has in there, you would almost expect that to be because of the extra uh, mechanism of being able to provide you with three different time zones. So that particular watch, that one uh, retails for $4,050 U.S., so yeah that is a um it's a pretty good value for that watch it is it is it looks really good too uh, like you mentioned it has that vintage style to it that red and that blue on the aluminum bezel mm. uh is very reminiscing of uh the original the, the vintage um pepsi the the, the gmt and, and it's, it, it mm-hmm. go ahead yeah, it has that little modern twist to it because the case is a little bit bigger and it's a little thicker too. So it really looks like a modern tool watch with that vintage inspiration. It's it's gorgeous. And you hit the nail on the head. So that vintage inspiration, the way I see it, it's because of the aluminum bezel. And now with Rolex making their GMTs um, with a ceramic bezel, it's a little bit different. And actually the coloring of the... Uh, the blue and the red being a little bit deeper. It's a little bit darker in color. Uh, it really does have that, uh, has, have that vintage feel. You know, it would be interesting because it is an aluminum bezel. It would be interesting to see uh, if, if uh, an owner of, the, of this watch has it for a few years, how that patina is. Like we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, some of the vintage 
uh, Rolex GMT's patina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that'll be interesting to see us in a few years, for yeah. sure. So that's my, uh, that's my first choice. What's your second? Great one. Um, Thank you. So uh, for my second, I, uh, I picked Ming again. I know if you've listened to our um, second episode, I've mentioned my 1706 uh, Ming watch. Um, I've, uh, in my mind, I thought it was staying around, you know, two, $3,000. And I've, uh, when I've checked, it was actually much less than that. So the 1706 was retailing for, um, let's see, I'm looking at my, my notes. It was in the 1250, I think that's what we, I was, uh, I was looking at, oh, okay. I was looking at so many, um, yeah, 12, uh, $1,250 and, um, that is, uh, I'm, I'm still kind of in disbelief because that watch just look, it looks way more than that. It feels like way more luxurious than, uh, than, than a, th- you know, $1,000 watch at all. So I'm still like a little surprised at, uh, at that price. Of course, it's, it's difficult to get, uh, and they don't make it a limited, it's not a limited edition, but it's a limited production because we're talking about a smaller, you know, manufacturer and uh, more of an in- independent watchmaker. So, right. but if, if you're looking uh, for value and uh, you, you have it all here, it's um, great watch movement, ETA movement, uh, won't disappoint you. It, you know, even winding, it feels really, really good. And uh, that dial, absolutely mesmerizing, literally. Um, so that would be my, my second choice for a watch under 5,000 by, by far, Ming. And you can go with different versions too, um, at the exception of their, of their world timer that was, you know, a little over 5,000. <laughs> 5, uh, any, uh, like their, their latest um, model, they made a, um, a diver watch. Um, and, and that 2701 also is uh, a little under 3,000. Um, so amazing watch. You know, the value that they put with these watches, the detail that they have with these watches, the limited production runs that they do, and the price point that they put honestly that's what really makes it challenging for the consumer to go ahead and pick one up uh mm-hmm, true maybe in the second market it's almost easier but yeah there it's a great value uh for a watch yeah absolutely is Definitely. absolutely is yeah yeah so so what about yours uh your your second pick for my number two um Similarly to my number one, this is a watch that I currently do not own. So it's not in my collection. So the first watch that I picked with the GMT, that's something that I would love to add to my collection Mm -hmm. in the future. But as of right now, it's not there. Um, This particular watch is the IWC Pilots Watch Automatic Spitfire in bronze. Oh, so nice. I have never oh. owned a bronze watch, but that has caught oh. my eye. To and, mm-hmm. and I've seen some pictures of other bronze watches that patina, and it just has that really cool um, feel to it. And this particular watch, you know, it's a 39 millimeter watch. It's a thin case at 10.6 millimeters. You know, surprisingly, it's got a screw and crown. Mm-hmm. It has a six-bar uh, six water resistance which really ties to about 60 meters so it's not a watch that i would necessarily go diving in i would probably feel real comfortable about you know 
swimming with that watch uh, since it does have a screw down crown. But um, but this is a it's a 72 hour power reserve with their in-house movement. And, you know, it's an automatic. And the thing that gets me is the combination of that bronze case and that deep green dial. Mm-hmm. And it's just there's something about that because you know, I've seen pictures of various bronze watches when it patinas, it has that bluish green color to it. And, um, you know, that just, to me, that's just a very cool look. So that particular one that I would pick, I'd probably pick in the brown calfskin strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. it, it also does come in a NATO. Um, I, I just think that, um, I would choose it in the leather, um, because, uh, that's, I don't know. I, I like the leather. Yeah, and and it's a smart choice again because if you pick it on the leather, you can just add the NATO or any NATO for that matter, uh, and and the NATO is always um, the strap as the buckle sewn in. So you just make you know one purchase. Most NATOs are under two hundred dollars, uh, and and some NATOs are a lot lot less. Um, so we'll you know we'll talk about this more when we'll we'll talk about straps when we'll have an an, an entire episode dedicated to straps. Um, but if you picked the NATO first, which is still a great choice because it still looks great, don't forget that when you want to buy the the leather strap, you also have to buy the buckle, and oh. so automatically, yeah, yeah, they don't okay. come together. So and and it makes sense in a way because most people, when they want to, you know, change their their leather strap because it's worn, they don't necessarily need another buckle. I mean, yes, some collectors want one buckle, one strap, and, and you know, it is what it is. And that's what I'm kind of trying to do too. But most people, they just buy another strap to replace their theirs that is worn. So they don't really need another another buckle. So they'll just buy the strap. So yeah, keep in mind, if you're getting it on a NATO and then later on, or even on the bracelet for that matter, and later on you want to add the strap, you also have to add separately the buckle. That is a great pro tip. And again, yeah. <laughs> that is that is experience in your background talking. So thank you for the, um, you know, the, the cost savings decision to look at the strap yes. first. Because so it's you. the same price, right, on the NATO and on the bracelet, um, on the leather strap, right? It's yes. The, yes. Uh, generally, it's always the same price, even for or if yeah, it's off, it's brands. off by like a hundred or two hundred dollars. And you know, to get to price, this is kind of getting close to that uh, five thousand dollar. Uh, limit this one is uh, retailed for four thousand nine hundred ninety dollars and that's u.s dollars Um, this also it's a it's a great deal you're gonna pay a little bit more for bronze as you normally would with other um with other brands this particular one also does come in steel and the steel i believe is four thousand four hundred and fifty dollars so it's a few hundred dollars less but you know that it's that bronze is catching my eye. Yeah. yeah, and and they have that in-house movement, which is really good too. There's nothing wrong with an ETA or you know ETA or uh, nothing wrong at all. But it's nice to have like that that price point that t- take into account like the movement and in the case. It's really it's really a good price for a, and it's for a very good looking watch. And it seems sure. like the um, it seems like a lot of the brands that are developing their own in-house movements are really focusing on increasing their power reserve. We've talked about mm-hmm, yeah. a few watches right now, I think three off the top of my head that have a at least 70 hour power reserve. 
And so it's neat to see that. Yeah. Yeah, um, even some of the uh, the new uh, Gégère Le Coutre, uh, they increase their power reserve on their master control. So it seems like it's a trend, uh, a very good trend, because uh, 48 uh, hours is really not cutting it. Uh, I mean, well, it's, it's yeah. And, and the other thing, <laughs> it's too, what is, it is. But. It is, but I mean, like the other thing, too, is if you're out there and you are, uh, if you're rotating between various watches, eh, it kind of helps you out a little bit because it has that power reserve for almost three days, if not three days versus a power reserve that might be less than two days. And, you know, but there, there is a joy of course, in winding your watch. So there is, yes, yes, there is for sure. But so that's my number two. Um, Very good. Number two. Thank you very much. And uh, what's next on your list? So on my list for the third one, I'm going to stay with uh, an independent watchmaker. Uh, it's a um, Corono watch, and um, similar to the Ming, um, we're hearing about it more and more, but it's still it's still under the r- radar. And so the the watchmaker, his name is Hajime Asaoka. Sorry if I'm butchering, you know, the name. Um, but it's is um, so he's is a very well um, recognized and well-known watchmaker also in the, in in the world of horology Every, he makes watches everything by hand extremely limited uh, number they're all um ordered and um you know made to order pretty much so he wanted to create a um a watch like more of an entry level watches for true lovers of of you know watchmaking and those who couldn't really afford his prices um, so he's making extremely small batch batches of watches um, there the dial is absolutely amazing the finish as well and um, the last one that he released was the his anniversary watch it has a green dial it's the mori edition nice and uh, yeah I've seen that one because he advertised it before the release. And uh, so, of course, I was, um, I mean, yeah, I, I was stopped in my track because that green dial, I love green dials, um, but that one, it was like more of a forest green sunburst. Absolutely amazing. Those hands are beautiful, too. Uh, price point seventeen fifty, so $1,750. Of course, I couldn't get my hands on one because uh, I waited for that you know, date and time and impatiently like refreshed, <laughs> like, uh, like a mad person. And, um, I don't know, something happened the first 50, like I, I couldn't even see one available at any point in time. And later on we found out that there were some issues with the website. So he released a second oh, batch okay. and I was at work and I didn't know about the second batch. Oh. So there we go. I didn't get my hands on one. <laughs> um, but it's, um, it's still, a, uh, even if you see it and you, you want to buy it cause it retails for for, you know, for um, it sells for over retail now, of course, on the gray market. But even if you ha- get your your get your hands on one uh, for you know a little over over retail, uh, I I would just pick it up for sure. But it's yeah, it's one that uh, I mean the brand in general, Corono. I would keep my eyes on it. It's for the for the money, like it's an incredible value, and it's a, it just look way more um than than what we're, we're we're paying it for i mean from from what i'm used to at least when i'm seeing this it looks like an extremely high-end timepiece so if there are any listeners out there who own one of those mori watches with a green dial and you just absolutely <laughs> hate it because it looks horrible on your wrist 
Um, feel free to reach out to at ladies wrist. Um, that would be Leslie's Instagram uh, account. Thank you for so, getting me yeah. in trouble. <laughs> I appreciate that. Just in case. <laughs> So yes, there you go. Um, that's that was for my third one. Um, right. Yeah, cool. and of course we'll put we'll post more details on. Um, yeah, we'll on put them on our the show website. Notes. Yeah. Yes, that's on the show notes, we'll put all the links uh, so that way, if you're not familiar with it, you can um, you can just go and and learn a little and discover something new. Um, I think it's something that's it's it's yeah you'll you'll have to um, you'll have to see it and, and it's not about all those brands that are extremely famous and known. It's also like the the process of collecting. It's uh, you know discovering too. So right. I I would highly encourage to yeah visit our website and or even just Google the name uh, and and you'll find it um, pretty pretty quickly. Awesome, awesome. For my number three. Everybody knows I'm an Omega fan, uh, and I started this collection of mine with an Omega Planet Ocean, mm -hmm. but for my number three, it's going to be a little bit of a different Omega diver. This is going to be the Omega Seamaster Diver 300 meter, which is the coaxial movement. It is a chronometer certified movement. Um, this watch has a 42 millimeter case with a caliber 8800. And what draws my attention to this particular diver is the fact that it's got this beautiful wavy dial. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it is that awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. But typical to the robust dive watch, this has, you know, this has the helium escape valve. It's got a 300 meter water resistance. This particular watch, I'm actually going to have to put it with the rubber just to keep within our $5,000 price point. Um, so with the rubber strap, it is at $4,900 or $4,900 US. And for $300 more, you know, you can get it on this bracelet, which is absolutely comfortable. Um, but we have to, you know, we have to stay within that $5,000 price <laughs> <I know>. point. <laughs> so rules are what rules. I know like, rules are yes, rules. So we're, yeah. we're going to have to uh, look at it on the blue uh, rubber strap, which is very comfortable as well. And similarly to the other Omega divers, this one's going to have the unidirectional bezel. It's got the screw and crown. And and uniquely, though, this one has the date at the six o'clock position, which I do not currently have any divers today um, at that six o'clock position. So it's kind of interesting. The power reserve is, uh, I want to say it's around 55 hours. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's okay. decent. It's over two days. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just got a very cool oh, it looking. It's really good. Yeah. yeah cool that blue is really nice too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful one. And, and again, that particular watch is not in my collection. So I don't own that watch. I've tried it so on. Is, is it actually your wish list that you're mentioning about? You know, or? You know Christmas <laughs> is right around the corner, right? So it could be my wish list, but, uh, Mrs. Ernesto, if you're listening to us, <laughs> right. and she might say no. So I'm reaching out to even Santa at this point, you know, whoever, whoever's listening, I'll take it. So yeah, that's, that is my number three and typical diver. Right. So I mean like, yep. yeah, I love yep. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for my fourth one, I'm going back to a diver watch. Um, 
and it's going to be a Panerai. When you think of Panerai, generally, I mean, at least in my mind, I'm not automatically thinking of a $5,000 watch. I'm thinking of, you know, way more. I'm thinking of those new material cases, like, uh, you know, the carbon fiber ones, uh, the BMG Tech. Uh, so a different price points. Mm-hmm. But uh, originally, Panerai is really a tool watch. And it's meant to be used and abused. And personally, I think that the more scratches it has on, the more dense it has on, um, the the better looking it is. Um, so I don't own this one, but it's one that I've been eyeing for a while. It's the Luminor base logo. It's a 44 millimeter case. It's the reference PAM uh, 773. And it's right at 5,000. Nice. <laughs> so you just got it right in there. <laughs> I just got it right there. I know we were talking about under 5,000. So if you're really good friends with your uh, AD, um, you can always ask for a little, you know, a, a, a little discount. It doesn't hurt um, to ask. No, no. And, and again, if you're really friends with, uh, you know, him or her, uh, it's something that's, you know, totally impossible. Um, so you can, you can stay under the 5,000 still, uh, you know, by buying brand new. Um, that's the, and Leslie, mm-hmm. while you're at it, if your friendship is that good, you may as well ask for maybe an extra strap because that, <laughs> those Panerai's are strap monsters. I mean, like I they own are. a couple. They are. And they just, you know, you can wear that so well with the rubber that it normally comes with, leather. I mean, I've put it on NATOs and it's just, uh, yeah, it's definitely oh, yeah. a strap monster. They make beautiful strap. This one doesn't come with an additional uh, rubber strap because it's the base uh, logo. Uh, generally, they'll tell you, well, it's either, you know, a, a discount or the strap, um, depending on where you, you know, which dealer, which AD um, and, and your relationship again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's simple. It's a manual wound, three days in-house. The uh, loom on this one, on the new one, is a little bit more green. So I used to prefer like a little more white or, you know, a little um, patina loom kind of. Um, But this one is a little bit more green, which is, you know, it is what it is. It still looks great. Um, And it's meant to be worn. And it's meant to be like, uh, you know, you don't you don't pay attention. It's on. It looks great. And you, you can do whatever you want with it. And Personally, um, that's what I think looks the best. It's when it's really scratched, when it's really used. I'm not saying to uh, damage it, you know, on purpose, but when I see those old Panerais that have been worn and loved, oh, they just look so, so good. I'm a huge Panerai fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the rich history behind the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious too, because I'm not familiar with that particular reference. Is that dial... Um, are the markers painted on or is it a sandwich dial? No, the markers are painted on. And that's okay. And that's okay. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's fine. Of course, a sandwich dial is like uh, more traditional. That's more what you have in mind when you're thinking of Panerai. Um, but I think it has to do with, you know, being cost effective too. Uh, I don't think this one either as the, um, that quick, uh, you know, the, the, mechanism to change straps i don't think oh, i think the, it's just like a little pusher yeah oh like the the deployment buckle or oh oh you're talking no about no no the, it's gonna be yeah yes on the lugs you don't have that two little uh pushers gotcha um it's again it's you know to be more cost effective mm-hmm. i'm sure uh and it's not really traditional or true to you know panerai but for that price point you still get the look 
and um it's yeah it's still a badass watch if, even if it's you know uh, a 44 millimeter try it on a lot of people are scared when you say that size they're like oh my gosh it's too big i have a small wrist i have i don't know between six and a half and seven inch wrist i don't really know exactly what my wrist size is but it's meant to look big and they are designed so well that when you have it on you're surprised you will be like wow i didn't expect it to feel so so good and to look so good on my wrist it's um it's the whole yeah it's the whole point that's so true and and if you look at it from a historical perspective these were larger watches i mean they were meant yeah. for the italian navy these were divers there were frogmen that they were out there and you know they weren't like oh i just need to have a 36 millimeter it needed to be a large, <laughs> substantial size yes. watch. And they, and you know, when they first came out, it came out with uh, radium dials. And, you know, there were a lot of people that got sick off of that radium dial, but it was used so that they can see when they were underwater. And, yeah. and the larger it's, the yeah. case, it, so there's a certain um, historical presence when you put that panorama. I will tell you, mm. I don't think you currently own a Panerai in your collection. Nope, I don't. If that is the first one, it won't be your last. It's no, you will no. end up becoming a Paneristi. It's just oh, it's a totally different road that you'll yes. travel down. And some of the Paneristis <sighs> out there listening uh, that are viewers of ours, they kind of oh. know where I'm coming from. Oh gosh, yes. Oh no, there's already a list, like for sure. Oh, there's already a list. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. I'm I'm on the hunt for a. Uh, 424 with the date on it so this was a limited edition oh. it's like the um yeah california dial with oh. a date so they currently make it without a date but for a short period of time they had that little date at the three o'clock and uh of course i'm looking for a good price too because i've seen it but yes it to, with box know, and the papers budget too. with box and papers <laughs> you know or i would love to but i'm actually okay if it doesn't have the box and paper yes i like to have complete sets and it would be but i just love that watch so much that yeah if for the good price you know for, for the right price I, I i'd be okay well you know, I think that particular watch, it's kind of on my, my Panerai list too. Because, Dude, yes. No, no, seriously. I know oh, we have wow. so many commonalities with our oh, uh, watch, you know, watch enthusiasm. And th th that particular watch, if I'm not mistaken, that one that you're talking about with the date is like a circa, mm -hmm. circa 2012. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I would have to do the math to figure out what letter serial that is. But I think it, I think it was around 2012 or 2013. And if there are any listeners out there that are super paneristies, please, uh, you know, please comment and share with us, uh, share with us, you know, yeah. what year it is. But uh, yeah, that's a great, that's a great it is. choice for it number is. four. Yeah, it's not five though. So, <laughs> well, maybe pre-owned, you know, maybe pre-owned, who knows? No, but your number four yeah. choice, fantastic. Yes, yeah. yes. I love Thank the you. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, Panerai is, is really great. And for five, five grand, I mean, uh, and you, you're not scared. It's uh, There's some watches, and we've talked about this before. We uh, pay attention on like what we're going to be carrying. So like we're going grocery shopping or whatever. We're only going to be carrying our bags like with our right hand because, you know, on our left, there's our watch. We don't want to scratch it. It just right. looks so good. And, and, and then in the end, well, I mean, they look great in their box. They're like, they become a little bit like safe queens in, in a way. And, and this, the Panerite, no, it's, it's um, in steel, at least in, in other materials, I'd be more careful, yes. um, but in steel, ah, just, yeah. No, that makes Wear sense. I love it. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. What yeah. about yours? What about so your um, for four? my number four, um, 
it would have to be the Grand Seiko that I'm wearing today. Mm. So that is part of the Elegance Collection. Oh, yeah. It is the SBGM221. And that particular one, um, you know, I love the GMT function. It makes sense. For me, that's a very wearable case size of 39.5 millimeters. It has a height of, I think, 13 and a half or 13.7, somewhere around there, millimeters. Uh, it is a stainless steel. The Zoratsu polishing on that is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's got this it's got this box-shaped sapphire crystal, which kind of almost gives it a little bit of a vintage feel. And uh, it, it, you know, it came on a brown crocodile leather strap. Um, I, I have worn it. I, I still have the strap, of course, pristinely <laughs> in the box. But uh, <laughs> I, I like to change it around the straps a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I would uh, also have to mention that that's got a 72-hour power reserve. That It has the in-house movement, which specifically is the NS66. I believe that's the one. It's the... Oh, no, it's the 9S66, I believe. Um, and so that watch in itself, uh, and it's just a it's a great watch. And the price point is at like $4,600. So, yeah, amazing. You know, there's another alternative watch to that, similarly shaped in size. If you're not into the GMT complication and you like something with a little bit um, maybe plainer dial. I don't want to say plain because that sounds negative, but something with a, a less complicated looking dial and you're okay with the date. There is the alternative. It's about $300 less. Uh, so that retails at 4,300 us dollars. And that is the SB GR two, six, one. And so that is just another great grand Seiko, um, timepiece. I, I love that 221. I I wasn't I've seen it when you bought it a few years ago and I wasn't so set on the off-white more eggshell dial. I mean it looked beautiful and ah but over the years looking at it and looking at that Zaratsu polishing and um the crystal the way the, the way the whole case with the crystal like it's just such a beautiful watch the more you know about watches and you realize how um, special Grand Seiko is um, they are completely uncompromising in terms of quality one watch is assembled by one watchmaker um, there's only one person who takes care of the bluing of the you know of the hands and um, they really go into perfection. And for under 5,000, you have completely in-house movement, GMT, and that polishing. It's, you look at it, it's a really, it's, it's a treasure. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's quite striking. You know, I'm yes. looking at the watch right now on my wrist. And, you know, even, even the detail of the hands mm -hmm. and, oh. and the sharpness of those hands. And when you look at that minute mm -hmm. hand reaching all the way to the edge of those minute markers across that mm -hmm. dial, true man, you cannot, you cannot um, help but adjust that thing perfectly to your time. If you're, if you have a little OCD and you like to set it to the atomic time, I mean, you know, like exactly a little OCD, like that, like you have. Well, you know, I hate, <laughs> <laughs> I hate telling everybody that, but a little, a little, little bit maybe. Um, but when you when you can aim that thing perfectly right on that marker, and it's just it's it's fantastic. And when you flip that case around 
oh my goodness mm-hmm. the uh the back of it of course it shows the movement in there and it's just it's detailed it's beautiful yeah absolutely it really is. for that for it that really four thousand six hundred dollar price point it's all day long it's a great it's a great watch at least for me for sure no no and and for me too and and everyone is discovering Grand Seiko, so it's getting more and more popular, but in a good way because they see what quality really is. And they're completely, like, they're so faithful to themselves. They don't make a lot. I know there's a complaint that they make so many special limited edition. Um, you know, it is what it is. But the dials, the, um, the hands, everything, the more you look at it, the more you realize how special they are and price point amazing too on on yours you can also play with straps um, because everything will go will look absolutely great on it and similarly i shared that same view i wasn't sure about that a crew dial i mean like oh Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a eggshell it's kind of an interesting color but the more i've had it i've seen other uh, watch owners they take pictures of it that thing is a chameleon that dial can look really dark in some lights or brighten up to almost like an off white in some lights. And Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a neat. And and, um, to talk about the dial, if I remember correctly, it's to replicate or at at least it takes inspiration on the silk. Uh, So Japanese are, you know, have a very long history with, uh, with your fashion, of course, but with silk. Mm. And so it's, um, it has a special name. And right now I don't remember it on top of my head. So look for the um, for the notes. Show uh, notes. Uh, <laughs> yes, oh, I I I completely forgot the name. But anyway, it's um to um it, it draws its inspiration into silk. So that's why it's not going to be like pure white. First, it's rare to have a, a watch with a very white dial. It's going to be mostly silver or slightly off white. Um, but in this, I mean, everything they do has a significance. Uh, so everything has like an explanation and you can spend hours and years trying to understand everything. But yeah, that doll is um, as, as a meaning too. Yep. And, and this one differently in my collection tends to be a little bit on the dressier side, even though it does have that GMT complication. Um, when I look at it amongst my other watches, it definitely has a more dressy vibe to it Mm -hmm. so yep so hey that's my number four okay well so time for my number five last one it was really hard again to just stay with five (laughs) um so mine is going to be an iwc as well as well it's going to be a pilot too it's my uh, petit prince mark 18 and so i'm not going to be picking uh, you know, I'm not choosing the bracelet option simply because otherwise we're going to be above the, the 5,000. And we set our rules. Uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, 5,000 and under. So uh, I have to stick with that. But it's, um, yeah, the Mark 18 Petit Prince with the blue dial. Oh, and that's a beautiful blue dial too, by the way. It really is. That, I mean... I really hesitated in picking this this one up because you know in terms in terms of value, uh, I think you maybe could get better in terms of specs. I hate to say it, but if you look at space, you know this one doesn't have an in-house movement, and we can pick a, a Speedfire for a few hundred dollars more. It has the in-house movement, and you know just that sometimes makes a, a big difference. So at least on paper, it just you know sounds maybe a little cooler. Yeah, I have an in-house manufactured movement, but um, so I wasn't really sure. 
But I really love that watch so much that I'm so glad that I, I got it. That case, it's a very flat case and really thin too. So on the wrist, I think it looks absolutely amazing. I was wearing it yesterday and I I hadn't wear it in a while because, uh, you know, I, was, I, I just got my tutor and, uh, you know, you have that honeymoon phase with new watches. So I, I wasn't right. wearing it um, for, for a while for mainly that reason. And I put it on again yesterday and I was like, damn it, I forgot how much I love this watch. And regardless of, of anything else, it's just a beautiful watch with a beautiful dial. The markers are amazing. Depending on the light, it contrasts so well with the numbering and, and the markers and that dial, which might look a little bit darker, or sometimes it just look like a really striking deep blue. And I don't know, it gives you that feeling. And ultimately, you can have all the amazing specs on paper, uh, but if, you, if you're not moved by it, then what, what's the point? Right. Uh, and it's this so one true. really moves me. Yeah, this one really does something. I mean, it has a lot of meaning behind too. And if you listen to our episode two, you'll, you'll know why. Uh, so it's very sentimental as well. But otherwise, just looking at it and wearing it, it just wears well, feels amazing. And just, yeah, you just can't stop staring at it. So uh, that would be... um. That would be my last one. That's an awesome choice. A final number five choice for thank you. <laughs> uh, that watch, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna have to go back to a diver. Similarly um, to Leslie, this one's gonna be blue as well. And this is the Doxa Sub 300 T. Ooh, nice. Now, oh, that one's nice. I've owned Which quite color? A, well, uh, it's going to be a blue. I'm going to pick the blue one. But uh, so this particular, and this comes in a few different uh, colors, but this particular mm-hmm. watch, I've owned a few Doxas before. I still own a couple of Doxas. Um, I'm a huge fan of not just the brand in itself, but also the history behind it. Mm-hmm. And this particular Sub 300T is uh, the reinterpretation of the 1969 Sub 300T, the uh, Conquistador. And so there is some homage to that very differently than the 300, the Sub 300 that was just launched recently. This one um, is a very robust watch. And I'm not saying that the other one isn't, but this one surprisingly has a water resistance of 1200 meters. Damn. That's a, yep. I'm never going that deep. <laughs> I don't even well, die. Never say never. <laughs> I never don't even die. Never, but <laughs> I hope, I hope not. I hope not 1200 <laughs> meters, but um, no, that is, that is a, it's a robust. It's, it's impressive. It's yeah, impressive. It's, it's impressive. impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it does have the, the Etta movement in there. And I think Doxa, the Doxa basically decorated, but, uh, the movement in itself, you know, it's a tried and true. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, I, it is. I hate using the word robust, but again, it's a watch that has the Inca block for shock resistance. It's, it's got a 38 hour power reserve, easy to, you know, if you need it service, easy to go ahead and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and more cost effective to have it serviced. Uh, we talked a little bit about the fact that there are six different colors that this comes in. And so it's got the typical professional, which is the orange. It's got the shark hunter, which is black. Um, the sea rambler, which is silver, which is gorgeous. I mean, that one mm-hmm. is great as yeah. well. The one that I like is the blue and they call that the Caribbean. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, yeah. and, and honestly, I'm a little torn between the yellow, which they call diving star, but I, I think the blue, uh, you know, I think you should pick the yellow. So that way I could pick the blue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. And then what are you saying? If we do that, we'll trade like every other yeah. month. We'll just. Exactly. We'll have like, yeah. Joint uh, custody of, of our watches. Yep. I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> you know, the last color too is, is a beautiful color. They call it the aquamarine. It's like a turquoise color. And that, yeah, that one is, yeah. You know, and, and all of these watches have not, it's not just the dial color, but the detail coloring that they do with the bezel and everything, um, like that too. So it's, it's a unique shape. It's not the typical circular diver watch. Uh, many of you guys out there that, uh, are into doxas, it, it has that turneau shape. Um, and, uh, you know, this one that I'd pick, it's, it's got the beads of rice bracelet, which is so comfortable and it has an amazing price point on the mm. bracelet at $1,890. I mean, that is that's a great deal yeah. uh, for that watch. And, you know, the other thing, too, is if you are a true diver and you are comfortable diving with that bracelet, that bracelet has its own wetsuit extension, no tools nice. needed. So you can adjust that on the fly. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's my number five. That's it's it's such at a great price point. It's under two thousand dollars. And I think you get a lot of bang for your buck on that. You watch. really do. You really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, so Leslie, this was fun. Um, this was a. Uh, it was nice to go I ahead know. and go over some of these watches. I know. I mean, I, I, I don't. We only stay. We stick to five watches, so uh, we're gonna stick to five because otherwise, I mean, we can continue. But Leslie's list know, actually. Maybe we'll do like. <laughs> Leslie's list actually has like eleven. <laughs> There's some crossed out ones, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, it was hard. It was hard. It's to tough. It's tough. Yeah, it really is. It's tough. Yeah, it it, it really is. Um, but yeah, we're gonna keep it, you know, shorter and um and and yeah. Um, but this was this was a lot of fun. Well, this is this yeah. is probably a good spot to go ahead and wrap up episode number three. True. Um, That's true. Yeah. Yes, so, episode number three. Yeah. Already. So, Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate the time you spent with us on Bezel Banter. Uh, please hit the show notes for more details and links. You can follow us on Instagram. Leslie is at Ladies Wrist, and I am at Ernesto Guapo 72 And you can also follow the show at, at Bezel Banter Media for any updates or new episodes or other communications. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to reach out to us on bezelbanter at gmail.com and please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcast because it truly helps us out. Additionally, you can grab this episode and other episodes at www.bezelbanter.com. Thank you again, and we look forward to catching up with you soon on another episode of Bezel Banter. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Let's talk soon. 